Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, which means happy hour with Bobby DePaul, who joins us now, courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline, and also courtesy of Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support him. And Bobby, thanks as always for joining us. As we always do, please explain the song. It's December, it's getting cold outside, and it's another division opponent. The plan and formula for success is simple. Run the football, play great defense, play great special teams, and win the turnover battle. Ravens fans, don't stop believing and hold on to that feeling that the Ravens have destiny on their side to win the division. So let's talk some Ravens football. All right, brother. Well, we got to start with Deshaun Watson, and I can't stop believing that Jacoby Brissett's the best quarterback on this roster right now. We've seen Deshaun for two weeks. How rough is it? How many times have you guys heard me talk about players coming off the bench cold and struggling Mm -hmm. to play this year? In Deshaun Watson's case, he had to wait 700 days before he was allowed to take a snap two weeks ago in the NFL playing his former team, the Houston Texans. Needless to say, but he was a little rusty. The first thing that jumps off the tape is game conditioning and not having his legs under him. Deshaun Watson was looking like an old man running around trying to make Mm. people miss the first week and actually stumbled a few times in the open field without anybody touching him. The other thing that jumped out was the speed of the game and him, you know, locating and finding receivers in the passing game. At times, guys were wide open, but he held the ball and didn't have a good feel for where his outlet receivers were to dump it off. The other thing that he struggled with was throwing off platform or throws, you know, where he was flushed Mm -hmm. from the pocket and forced to throw off the run. The bad news is Deshaun Watson is playing his way back into game shape. So the first two games have to be treated like preseason games for him. And both those games were played on the road. Usually the third preseason game is when veterans start to shake off the rust. I don't know what the reception will be Mm -hmm. for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, but this will be his first home game playing in front of the, you know, the dog pound. Do they boo him or do they embrace him? We will find out. So that could be a big factor in the game because that stadium can get loud. If you're thinking Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald should just line up and blitz, you know, blitz Deshaun, that would be a mistake because As bad as his game conditioning and timing was off, Deshaun Watson actually fared well against the Blitz the last Mm -hmm. two weeks. Deshaun Watson completed 10 of 13 attempts versus the Blitz, and he had no sacks or interceptions with a quarterback rating of 94.7, ranking him 16th in the NFL. In addition, Deshaun Watson only averaged three yards per carry in the first game back. 
But he was much improved last week against the Bengals, averaging 5.5 yards per carry, outperforming his career rushing average of 5.4 yards per carry. Not bad for being rusty. Bobby D., what's going on with this Browns running game? Is the O-line still elite? One of the biggest changes the Browns have made since the last time the Ravens played in Week 7 involves the use of their tight ends, and it's been less. Number 85, David Njoku, is playing with a knee injury and has missed three of the last six games. So the Browns had to abandon that rugby scrum we talked about mm-hmm. uh, in Week 7, prior to Week 7, you know, that approach of running the ball. And now they are operating with more spread formation looks, especially with 12 and 11 personnel packages. That's two and three receiver sets on the field. Instead of three tight ends, you know, sometimes they substituted the tight end with an offensive lineman, you know, and only one receiver. That's 13 personnel. The Browns' offensive line is actually healthier right now than they were in week seven with the return of starting right guard Wyatt Teller, who was inactive in that last game. So I wouldn't write off the offensive line just yet. They look fine to me. The Browns still rank fifth overall in the NFL rushing the football, ninth per carry. The last time we talked about the Browns' rushing attack, it was about the two-headed monster with running backs Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb had 16 rushing attempts for 91 yards and averaged 5.7 yards per carry in Week 7 You know, against the Ravens' defense. That was the most by any running back so far this year. And no running back has even rushed for 50 yards since that game against the Ravens. So that just gives you an idea how good running back Nick Chubb is in the NFL. The Browns now have a triple threat with the addition of uh, Deshaun Watson. The running game is very similar to the Ravens in terms of quarterback design runs, especially the outside power runs and zone read options. The Browns have also added more RPOs, that's run pass options, to complement the running attack so that, should keep the Ravens from loading a box to help stop the run. I I will be focusing on the defensive end techniques. You know, I want to see if the Ravens defense learned anything from the Ravens opponents in stopping their outside Mm. power runs, you know, with that Mm -hmm. defensive end crash technique. And we always, we talked about, you know, the C gap responsibility changing or Harbaugh talked about a few weeks ago in terms of pass protection, the Browns are 12th in sacks per pass attempt. And most of their sacks were against Jacoby Brissett, who, you know, he's a less uh, mobile quarterback. As good as we talk about the Ravens' offensive line, they were only ranked 22nd in the NFL with sacks per attempt. The Ravens had a season-high five sacks against the Browns in Week 7, the last time they played them. But I do think Deshaun Watson's threat to run will force the Ravens to be more disciplined with their front four and pass rush lanes, you know, to help contain and eliminate the big scramble runs you know, by watching. Bobby, where can this Browns defense provide, uh, sorry, present some problems for the Ravens? Is it, is it just Miles Garrett or does it go beyond that? In week seven, the Browns defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, blitzed Lamar Jackson 38.1% of the time, ranking fourth in the NFL. And, and Lamar Jackson had a quarterback rating of 55.1 handling the blitz. That wasn't good. By the start of that, four, you know, by the start of the fourth quarter in Week Seven, the Browns had pressured Lamar Jackson with ten quarterback hurries and sacked him three times with two batted balls. The preferred blitz used was zero man coverage, so they sent a bunch of people to fill the escape uh, rushing lanes. The Browns also had five quarterback hits and held the passing game in check for only 120 yards. Tight end Mark Andrews did not have a catch in the game. That's zero production. 
all of this happened for the Browns, you know, you know, all this happened without the Browns top, you know, cover man, cornerback yeah. number 21, Denzel Ward, who was inactive for the game. The Browns have the best edge rusher in football with Miles Garrett and one of the best pass rush tandems in the league with Jadavian Clowney on the opposite side. The Browns will move Miles Garrett around playing both sides of the ball. So Ravens right tackle Morgan Moses will have to hold up better than he did in week seven, guys. Yeah. Lately, the Browns have even lined Miles Garrett up at middle linebacker, inside linebacker aligned in the A-gap to help generate pressure up the middle. So locating and having a plan to pass block Miles Garrett is a must. In addition, the Ravens and backup quarterback Tyler Huntley will need to have a plan to ha- handle that zero-man blitz scheme. Keep in mind, the Browns have nothing to lose. The Browns have a very low chance to make the playoffs, so why would they hold back on something that works so well against Lamar Jackson in Week 7? Last year, in relief of Lamar Jackson at Cleveland, Tyler Huntley had two critical fumbles. One strip sack by Miles Garrett that he picked up and scored a touchdown, and another scramble fumble in the red zone that took points off the board. The Ravens lost 24-22. Tyler Huntley threw the ball 38 times and completed seven, you know, 27 for 270 passing yards, but those two turnovers cost the Ravens the game. Monday, in, in review of the Sunday Pittsburgh game, I mentioned Tyler Huntley obviously learned from watching last year's Pittsburgh game and how those turnovers lost the game the year before. So hopefully he secures the ball under the rest Saturday night in Cleveland. I'm talking to Bobby DePaul. It's inside access here on the fan. Bobby D., how should Greg Roman attack the Browns? Speaking of a plan to handle the zero-man blitz, I couldn't help but notice the success Tyler Huntley had last year entering the Cleveland game, you know, in relief of uh, the injured Lamar Jackson. The Ravens decided to run some fast no-huddle with 11 personnel in the second half. And based off the tape, I didn't see very many blitzes. So the no huddle could be a very good option to help handle the zero-man blitzing. All the Ravens did was spread the formation, including uh, empty sets, to throw quick passes. It was nothing but quick hitches outside and curls or quick seam routes by Mark Andrews running up the seam. It worked well. And Tyler Huntley actually won the second half by outscoring the Browns 16 to nothing. You know, he took over when it was kind of like 17 yeah. to, to nothing. And they actually had a chance to win it. The Ravens recovered an onside uh, kick with just, you know, over a minute remaining. The last two years playing in Cleveland, these two teams have played some entertaining football. If you recall, two years ago in Cleveland on a Monday night, it was a shootout. Oh, yeah. 47-42. So it's been a December to remember in Cleveland the last two years. In terms of the running game, the best running play, you know, those best running plays to run against Cleveland are the inside power gap or lead draws. And we talked about lead draws. That's creeping into it. We saw a little bit last year on tape with Tyler Huntley in the game. You want to run right at him and you want to knock him off the ball. The Browns really don't have any size or bulk strength to anchor at the point of attack inside a defensive tackle. The Ravens need to take advantage of the Browns' injuries at inside linebacker with four now on IR after Sione Takitaki went on IR two weeks ago and Jeremiah Uso-Koromo uh, went on IR you know, after last week's Bengals game. Two big back-to-back injury losses at inside linebacker. Don't forget, Jeremiah Uso-Koromo uh, was the spy guy for yeah. the So now they, they don't have that guy, so that's key. 
The Browns also are susceptible to horizontal screens and running back screens out of spread formations. You want to force these guys to defend the whole field and wear them out because they don't have the depth to keep up the pace on defense. Any other observations for this one, Bobby D? Special teams are big, guys. A punt can be a positive play, especially for field position. The average drive start in week seven in the week seven game against Cleveland, you know, for Cleveland was the Browns, you know, they started on their own twenty-two yard line due to the great punting of rookie Jordan Stout. Jordan Stout's net average on three punts was forty-nine yards compared to Cleveland's net average of thirty-five point seven yards. That's a big swing in a tight game. The Ravens average drive start was the Ravens, you know, was at the Ravens thirty-six, you know, their own thirty-six mm-hmm. yard line. Devin DuVernay had a big punt return for 46 yards that set up a field goal at the Cleveland 21-yard line. Points matter, and a tight game and field position can shorten the drives to score. You know, we talk about the officials every week. This week, it's Brad Allen. This crew, this crew has thrown 151 yellow flags this year. 58% have been thrown on the visiting team. This guy, you know, this crew, you know, is uh, favors the home team. In games played under this group, the visiting team only has a 41.7% chance of winning the game based off these guys being in the game. Bobby DePaul, let the people know about Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support him. ID Technologies Dell and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul Charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless networking solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 Cloud Managed Access Points outperformed its competitors. Please visit the ID Tech website. Look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation donation link, a foundation that helps kids pay for rehab from devastating spinal cord injuries. Bobby DePaul, you are free to enjoy your happy hour. Thanks as always, my friend. Game comes up quick tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.